Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, very good evening. Richard Douglas and David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA for Budget Car and Truck Rental. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. 13-27-27 as a welcome, Richard. What a fantastic day for a change of the weather. Yeah. I saw some sun today. Felt a bit of sun. Being glorious. We're both in the shorts and T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm really well. How are you going? You a bit rattled? Lucky oh, to be I had, here. I had a bad experience last night. Um, as a, I parked my car at 5AA and did a little kilometre walk down here to the station and uh, just as I walked past the Mantra, which is next door to 5AA, a dozen guys ran out, like full bore, chasing another guy and they started and I was literally caught up in the and screaming and saying, we're going to kill you, we're going to do this and okay. do that and they hoed into this, uh, I don't know whether young lad or, or um, fell, fell across the road and then in the parklands and then kept on punching and then they all ran back. I didn't even have time to clear the vicinity and they all sort of ran back at me and I thought, God, are they going to go at me too? And they sort of jumped in a car and sped off. But must well, have, it was very a, hairy, Doug. It's scary. You didn't, didn't it was. Your, didn't have your driver still on your hand. That might have been handy. Just oh, just well, the way he did yesterday, I probably would have missed. You have fresh airy. <laughs> but I can see how people can get intimidated. It was um, when you see a dozen people chasing one or two other guys and um, and obviously intent to do some damage. Yeah, it wasn't nice. But yeah, not nice. what was nice, Rory Laird. Three-time winner. How good was that? And we did have a top five last night, and uh, we pretty well got them right, didn't well, we? Well, you've nailed it, haven't you? You've got the five. Had and Brady Smith on fifth. Fifth, yeah. I missed out. I had Barry in my five. But, uh, yeah, great result for Rory. Three-time now. So elite company with McLeod, Goodwin, and Masciuto. Um, Every chance to get a fourth, too, you would feel. But um, Dawson and uh, who was Keys, the Keys, Keys Walker, Tex. Fourth, um, Smith five. Really good result for the boys. Um, had a really good night by all reports, so that puts an end to the to the men's year. But uh, the women's tonight is a big one. The showdown, massive. Excited by that. You think um, I'm actually going out, so I might tape, might record, and won't be watching it uh, live or whatever. But yeah, it's a big, big, big day for. Got Daniel Norton coming on a little bit later. We can ask him about the women's. Uh, I think it's a Port's home game. Expecting a massive crowd first up. They've been doing a lot of leg work for that one, but. Just going back to Rory Laird, and it's good to have you in the chair here because you, you played a lot of footy with him. And what made him so good? He rookie listed. Was Simon Goodwin rookie listed too? Or was he I in the draft? I don't think Goody was. No. We had a few, Rutten, Rutten and um, Tyson Edwards. Yeah. He probably becomes our best ever rookie now, doesn't he? With three Malcolm Blights. But Could you see when Rory first came to the club, what you're thinking, this little bloke? Yeah, is... it's funny. Sometimes when players come to the club, you can see this guy's going to be an out-and-out star, and Rory was not one of those. No? <laughs> not at all. He was, uh, you know, he's obviously only 176, 177. Uh, skinny little runt. Uh, 
was sort of just playing the trial match in the back pocket, get the ball and sort of bang it forward and just kept improving. And uh, Good work ethic, though. Yeah, worked really hard, gained some confidence. But I think what's been great about Rory is he's clearly identified his role in the team and he's just played it so well, so consistently. Did he play um, that first year? Or did no, he we didn't wait? play the first year. I think he played in his second year. Yep. And then just right from the start, he just <laughs> kept getting better and better and better. And we've seen how good he was at halfback, become All-Australian. And we've seen now moving to the midfield how, should have been you know, how now he's influencing games. And um, I still feel his best footage ahead of him, which is the exciting part. He's going to get a bit more polish. He's going to get better with his with his skills and outside footy. He played well um, over 300, couldn't he? Yeah. So he's an incredible, incredible uh, player and unlucky not to be All-Australian, as you said. Simon Goodwin was a pre-season draft pickup. That's not bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> The pre-season. Handy, and Rory, as a, as a guy to knock around with, um, his character, what's he like? Yeah, he was pretty reserved and shy early on. I uh, just went about his work. Um, was pretty more, you know, self-absorbed a little bit and looking after his own backyard. And I guess that's what you do when you're young, isn't it? You want to make your name as a football and you probably don't give too much um, to your teammates in terms of their development. But as soon as he got comfortable and he was playing some good footy, he just blossomed as a, as a leader and as a person. Um, and he just offers other players so much now. He's a great mentor to young players, um, really has a voice in the group and, and an influence on others, which is what you want. Who'd be his um, best mate at the club? Oh, I think Brody Smith would be yeah. right up there. Yeah, they are uh, thick as thieves, those guys. Um, <laughs> and Matty Crouch, I'd say, with, along with Tex. Good to um, see Luke Brown. Um, I believe they they came out and someone spoke on his behalf and it's been a wonderful career. And just, I think with young Parnell coming, he probably saw the writing on the wall, but he was one of the first pick, wasn't he, for many years, just basically locked down a small forward. Yeah, Brownie was fantastic. He was uh, such an underrated defender, just the bit I love with Brandy, you knew you could just trust him to get the job done. Um, and he'd done that week in, week out. Unfortunately, injuries caught up with him at the back end of his career, slowed him down. But uh, fantastic of the club. Last night, I was told, um, actually caught up with Kyle Hardigan for coffee and the club flew Kyle over with his family um, for him to be there uh, at the presentation night for Brownie and, and speak um, about his uh, career along with Brody. Smith, and that's what they should fantastic. be doing. So that's, that's a really it's good thing. It's a big career. Club, isn't it? That's not... With flights, that's not cheap for the club to do. So that's a fantastic thing. Um, but, you know, careers are worth celebrating, aren't they? And Brownie's put a lot of time in, 10, 12 years at the club, nearly 200 games. So I'm glad he got a good send-off and uh, it was nice of Kyle uh, to come over and uh, speak about Brownie. He's great, mate. That voice you hear is Richard Douglas. Dougie's going to be going right through October to finish off sports. So I'm finishing tonight. So this is uh, – I want to say a um, big thank you to um, – 5AA listeners over the years. Been there 28 years. Loved every minute of Dougie. Um, been fantastic. The times have blinded. Obviously, the stuff, sports shows and that uh, prior back with uh, with Rowie and the team and KG. Started with KG and Corns and it's come right up to now. So just want to thank our listeners too. And uh, I'll be appearing somewhere else. But uh, I do thank them. And the, had a good relationship over the years. So not love-hate. I think hopefully it's love-love. <laughs> but I want to play you a couple of grabs too, um, Justin Reed. And it's always a bad time when... Players' futures are on the line. The first one, here's Justin Reid talking about what will get Billy Frampton over the line. Yeah, look, well, I've caught up with uh, Graham Wright on a couple of occasions and, and, and pretty clear that I think a future three will get that done. So we'll just wait for, for Collingwood to come back and see what that looks like. They've got a bit on their plate as well. So I guess they'll work through a few things, but I think that should uh, get it done. Yeah, Frampton, uh, a lot of people... I'm surprised Adelaide didn't use him more. Like he's a big lad, can d- played some great footy for North Adelaide. 
uh, and also the Crows when he um, this year with the Crows down back in the Crows reserves, he looked to cut above the rest. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not required to be honest. Um, and I'll, if I was the Crows, I'd be pushing a little bit harder for more than a future third because I think he potentially get a second with Billy because I know there is a little bit of demand over there and, and they don't fall off trees, those guys. He can play forward, back, pinch hit in the ruck. So it'd be a bit of uh, credit for him. I should say against North Adelaide, 31 possessions for full back in, in one of the games. Uh, trade up to Continental Tires this trade period. Uh, Jimmy Rowe, uh, I feel a little bit for Jimmy Rowe because he's played most of the games and he's had some really good moments too. He's He seems to be the only one that they haven't had out of – or given a new contract. Let's hear Justin Reid talking about an update on James Rowe. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, this time of year, a lot of clubs have, you know, at least half a dozen players on hold through this trade period. So, and, and Rowe is an outstanding young man and has played 36-odd games over the last two years. So we need to probably work through this trade period and just see we sit with uh, our list spots and rookie spots and see how that plays out. So it's um, not an easy time and, and they're hard conversations to have, but they've been ongoing conversations for a while. So... We've got three or four in the same boat, so it's, um, we'll have to work through that once we get through trade period. He's tough, isn't he? He's got a few in opposition the, mm. to his spot. Yeah, tough role. And as you said, if they get Rankin, um, he's going to be pushed down. Murphy Rochelle was top, comes Rochelle, up. Murphy was top 10 top in the Top 10, was he? So obviously he had a pretty reasonable year, along with a few injuries. So I think he's rated Did know, McHenry make well. top 10 or not? No, Ned wasn't in there. But okay. um, you'd feel that there's probably too many ahead of Jimmy. An awful time though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not nice. It's you know, and we love the way he goes about it, don't we? He tries so hard, he puts pressure on, um, he brings energy. Clever little player. Good my, for culture. My point and the thing that I find annoying is if if he wasn't part of their plans and it seems like from a fair way out he wasn't, of uh, going forward, why do they play him? Mm. Yeah, and then Matt Crouch, who <laughs> will be staying on, you think, couldn't get a game. Unbelievable. Um Saligo, was he top ten? Isn't yeah, he might have just nudged out Murphy actually wow. in 10th. Okay. Uh, it's a fantastic. Uh, Let's go to one of our regular callers. Good lad too, Johnny from Port Augusta. Hi, John. Hi, David. Um, Richard, Daddy, fellas. Yeah, no, I'm chatting with him. You said he can't make the mighty double i uh, I'm leaving, but um, I'll be appearing somewhere else in another state. In fact, right, no, that's fine. I'll hit you down. I'll hit you down. You won't get away that No, I... <laughs> Nah, mate, you've been there a long time already. So I've grown up listening to you, mate, from a young bloke. Mate, you're caddy. So you're caddy. You. You're caddy for me I once in golf. We, I did indeed, and we got up. <laughs> yeah, we won the big tournament yeah, at Royal Adelaide. No. That's when I could play, not anymore. <laughs> That's right. No. So, um, no, good luck, Will. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot from you, both football and cricket in particular. Other sports as well, but the main two, the big two. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, all right. Good luck, and I'll try and catch you one day. We'll have a quiet beer. Oh, I think you. I think we'll still be talking just to, at, on another station, Johnny. Thanks for that. We appreciate <laughs> okay, that. Okay, mate. Thank you. See ya. Johnny from Port Augusta. Uh, he's been a regular for many, many years. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Um, someone was asking, too, when's Port's best in Ferris? I believe it's December 5, and what, what they're doing, they're doing it in conjunction with the women's. So the end of the women's season, that's great. Yeah. It's a, that's that is a nice touch, isn't it? I watched the uh, Dally M medal when they did the women and men together. So whatever the men did, the women came up to. So it was one and one. All that it was fantastic. They had their team of the year: women, men, their best in uh, the uh, medal, women, men, and uh, I reckon that's what might happen.
down yeah, the track. I like that. Well, we're going to speak to Daniel Norton so we can ask him what sort of influence uh, the women's had on their club and it looks like they're fully embracing it. So good to see. Great stuff. We're going to take a break. Sam Fantasia will come in. A lot of trade update. It's going to hot up in the, or heat up in the next few weeks too. Back with more shortly. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, shortly the AFL trade radio update. Thanks to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia, search Continental Tyres today. Let's go to Craig. Hello, Craig. G'day, how are you going? Good. That's good. Um, look, I've got a couple of questions for, for Richard. Um, when he was at the club, was there ever a player, players that exceeded his... Um, expectations and on, and on the vice versa were there players who, who uh, you thought were going to be really good and turned out to be pretty average <laughs> and the other question is the other question is um, did, did you ever have any input into who should be traded in or drafted or to as a, as a player yeah good questions Craig I think the most uh, the player that's probably surprised me the most uh, and we touched on this was Rory Laird. He, I didn't think too much of Laird when he first didn't got to play a game. I, I thought he'd be a year in, in and out. Um, he was exceptional. One another one that surprised me, not uh, what he can do, but the, at this time in his career is Tex. I think what he's been able to achieve over the last three years has been absolutely exceptional. I thought he was done when I finished. Um, so there are a couple. There's a couple in terms of. Blokes sort of uh, disappointed. I couldn't probably name one. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have, as senior players, you have a little bit of influence on uh, the trade. Like Justin Reid or the coach at the time might come and get your opinion. I know we uh, touched briefly on the Bryce Gibbs one, Eddie Betts coming in. Um, so senior players would have a discussion about that and, and just add their – uh, their thoughts, and they also might start conversations with players that are at other clubs and say to Justin Reid, just maybe have a conversation this player might just be interested. Hello, Malcolm. How are you? Look, thanks, Wild, for, you know, over the journey and over the years, etc. and I appreciate it this week too, Wilds. And g'day, Dougie. How are you, mate? Malcolm, good. understand the chapter on David Wild is your favourite chapter in my book too, mate, so uh, thanks for that. <laughs> I haven't been able to put it down. Funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's my day. it's my favourite chapter too, Malcolm. Yeah, I thought it might be. Yeah, why not? Still waiting on um, the tax receipt too, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about Nor Dougie. It's highly appropriate. Um, you know, one of the wins for the ages, and you know, I think probably those of us as footy nuts, the mystifying, most mystifying question is how in the hell Matty Panos hasn't been on an AFL list since 2014, when he got won the Jack Odie medal, was the dominating player, and he's not just making up a number. He's truly elite, and it's, it's got me absolutely beat. Yeah, oh, great question. Oh, he just had a fairy tale year, didn't he? The first game back, he kicked the match winner. Um, obviously, the match winner in the grand final. Kick the first and last. I believe he's going to go on as well, which is fantastic. But at Norwood, it surprises me. Harry Boyd has never been on a list. Nick Roker never been on a list. What Jack Hurd? Jack Hurd will be a chance yeah. come uh, draft time. But we've got the best coach in Australia outside the AFL in 
Gabe Rawlings. Rawlings. He is one of the best coaches I've had. What's and his nickname? Twig. Twig, yeah. Twig. He is exceptional. So, Nord, incredibly lucky to have Jade. Um, he's doing some special things there. So. What, make, what makes him so good, which you liked in your time there? Oh, look, he's he knows the game inside out. He's got a fantastic balance between going hard at players and, and the relationships. Uh, he's deeply caring. Um, and he, you know, he, he gets interested in guys off field. And it's not just about footy. Uh, he wants to help them in everyday life. And he doesn't have a lot of time with these players because they're part-time, but he goes above and beyond. So. Great stuff. Fair trade update radio. Carl Lamon, pick 27 goes for, for Carl. Um, thanks to CMC Markets, you can trade your way up to CMC Markets. And Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off your first purchase. I'm looking forward to speaking with, um, with Daniel Norton too. Uh, Port Adelaide, big game tonight. And they had a mixed sheet in. They started poorly, finished okay, but they'd consider that a fail. But I wonder what makes them a destination club. Now, you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Interesting what you say about Taylor Walker. See, he had to do it the, the hard way, didn't he? Craig, he made him earn his, earn his stripes. Oh, he sure did. He uh, really rode him really hard early. I mean, he played a lot of games at Nord, played some really good footy kickbacks of seven or eight and still didn't play the next week. So, uh yeah, he's longevity sensational and, and fourth in the band. What do you think when he kicked the when you first saw him kick a footy? Wow, it was uh, 60, yeah, meters. poetry in motion. But he was a shy kid at the start. I just couldn't. No one can yeah. believe when I say that, but he, he was. We're going to go to a break, as we said. On the other side, we will welcome Daniel Norton, a general manager of media at Port Adelaide, and we'll give him a couple of hard questions back shortly. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au and Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Richard Douglas and David Wildey for Weeks Homes, Discover Different, and Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Well, Richard, we're going to talk to a good mate of mine, Daniel Norton, uh, Media General Manager at Port Adelaide. He's gone right up the ranks, does a fantastic job, and uh, I know you've got a question about some of his studies a little bit later, but Norts, how are you? Oh, very good, Wilds, and uh, Dougie, thanks for having me on. It's a it's an honour, Wilds, to come on your, your last Sports Day program on 5AA. The time has flown. Yeah, we've, well, we're one of the big names on for my, for my last one, and we've got you. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we worked together too, I should say, to Dougie back in 2004, just after we worked a lot of years together. But, uh, yep, it is, it's sort of bittersweet. But uh, moving on, Norts, and uh, on to another adventure. So looking forward to that as well. But Port Adelaide, um, interesting year. No doubt you started not the way you wanted, but you finished pretty well, and you're a very proactive club. As soon as the season's ended, um, all of a sudden, all these names get bandied around, you know, Jack Graham, Willie Rioli, Dunkley. And we were talking about last night, uh, Port seemed to be a destination club. And I wonder if you could give it to our listeners why it does seem so homely. Um, I mean, you go to Charlie Dixon, Alir Alir, uh, Finlayson last year, Fantasia comes to you. Well, what makes it so good, Norts? Well, I can't speak on behalf of what the other clubs do, but clearly I've been at Port Adelaide for 15 years, and and what we have a very good um, ability to be able to do is, is is welcome new players in from interstate and and put a welfare structure around them that makes them feel comfortable from the word go, and then they then they get immersed in the club's um, culture and I guess the tradition of the football club and get a real sense that this is a a, a community club that's you know. Um, you're playing for a, you know, a slightly bigger purpose than yourself, and I guess you get sort of become part of that that culture. You be, you, know, you make friends, uh, friends become family, as Travis spoke 
obviously once said when he when he resigned yeah. all those years ago that the club became his family, and it, it evolves from there. And I, I guess once you once you um, you know you're, you're at the football club for three or four years, it becomes very very difficult to leave, and it's a it's a really good problem for us to have because we've created that culture. It's it's taken a long time, but um, you know as you point out and as Dougie pointed out last night over the last eight to ten years we have become that destination club. Yeah. It's really proud of. No, it's one of the um, my favourite grounds to ever play on uh, playing league footy was Alberton because you went down there and you knew you had a game, you knew the history, the heritage, and is that what you show the new boys that come in? I mean, you see all the you know the great players that have been passed and the late Russell Ebert would welcome them. Um, you had all these people that were friendly and tried to just show what you have done over the last hundred and whatever years. I think the beauty that what we've got, David, is we had those icons, those 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 past and present icons like Russell Ebert or. Um, Tim Ginevra would take them on a tour or Gavin Wanganeen would be yeah. around the place and they would be immediately immersed but I think the point of difference with, with Port Adelaide is um, we had this social club and we've always had a social club there where the players would drift across and, and suddenly they'd meet the supporters and I think meeting the supporters and members and understanding what the club means to them then suddenly creates this sense of um, identity within the football club, yep. and each player sort of thinks, "Well, I'm actually playing for this. This is this is real. There's a community of supporters here that really love this football club." And we've even seen it really recently with our AFLW team. And I know we're an hour or so away from the showdown tonight, but the girls have come in, and and what they've done, the female athletes, is often they've said to us, "There is a real community around the Port Adelaide Football Club that makes you." want to play for not just yourself and your own family, but for the broader community. So I think it's an intangible, but it's it's something there that's, that, that, that's real. And, yeah, we're very proud of that. And you touched on the women's, and good luck to the girls tonight in the first show. They're going to be fantastic. As a collective, what has the women's program added to your footy club um, in a very short time? But what impact has that already had that you, you can see going forward? Yeah, Dougie, they've been phenomenal. Um, what they've done is create a, a, a new energy, uh, a new enthusiasm, and, and one thing they've done is clearly made our club complete from a from a gender diversity perspective. They've actually, you know, you think about a footy club that's 152 years old. <laughs> you picture this that's been male dominated since 1870, mm. and then you bring this cohort of female athletes in and, and leaders like Juliet Haslam, Rachel Spawn, uh, Lauren Arnell, the coach, and they and they fit into this program and they shift everything. They change our thinking every day. They change the way we think about our football club from a more uh, inclusive perspective. And just the energy, the excitement, I mean, and I'm sure when the AFLW program came to the Adelaide Football Club as well, the attitude of the girls, the bubbly, the effervescence, they just want to do everything. They want to, they want to do every interview. They want to be in every photo shoot <laughs> because they just want to promote, they just yeah. want to promote their game and they, almost in a way they can't believe they've got this opportunity, which is in a way unfair. They deserve it just as much as anybody. So um, they've created so much energy, um, so much enthusiasm around the footy club, Dougie. It's been, it's been great to have them on board. We, we actually produced a documentary that was, was screened on Fox footy last night called The Inaugurals, which captures that, that growth of the program from when we first appointed Juliet Haslam in November last year through to fielding our first, first team. It's uh it's a good documentary if you if your listeners get an opportunity to have a look at it. Daniel, I just want to go back to the uh, talked about before with attracting players to the club. Is that often the club on the front foot seeking out that talent, or is it often a case where players look at Port and think, um, 
Make a phone I, I call. To, yeah, I want to I'll seek it out. I want to go to Port Adelaide. Do you, do you have that information? Are you aware of that or is it more uh, good play by um, your club? Well, I think ultimately that's a question for, for Chris Davies and, and, and Jason Chris, but I, I would imagine without being part of those specific conversations that there's, a, there's probably a balance. There's, mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. somewhere in between where they see a football club and they, and, they, and they see a club, despite obviously a disappointing year this year, they see a club that is on the rise both on and off the field from a facilities point of view, from a, a, a heritage perspective, from a care perspective, and, and then they... And then, and then they sort of balance that up. Well, is that a club I want to go to? I mean, there is always a, though, a challenge. And, you know, Chris Davies spoke about this during the week is uh, attracting players from interstate. Um, come to Adelaide is, is, is a big move for coaches or, or mm. players who haven't grown up here. So whenever there is a South Australian player that expresses an interest to come back, whether it be, you know, a Jack Graham, um, you know, et cetera, then the club becomes very interested in at least having a conversation with that player because um, we are we are still a small city, you know, in terms of the AFL market, but we do um, we do consider ourselves still a destination club to be able to attract those players as we've done in the past with Charlie Dixon and Paddy Ryder, etc. Daniel Norton, general manager of media at Port Adelaide, our guest. Daniel, your your relationship. I know you love Port Adelaide and you love football in general, but. Uh, your relationship with uh, Ken Hinckley, Chris Davies, all the – how does that uh, hierarchy work? Um, no doubt when you first went to the club, you were nervous as a kitten. Now you've been there, you're part of the furniture. Uh, what's it like and uh, how involved do you get? You've all got the different roles, but how involved is it? Yeah, a lot's changed since I first walked into the club in 2008, Wills, when Mark Williams stopped me at the photocopier and said, mate, what are you going to do in the first 100 days that's going to make it worth us employing you? Um, and, and that was, and that was, uh, and that's fine. Mark, Mark won't mind. Uh, no. Mark won't mind sharing that story. But um, yeah, a lot's changed over those years. I've worked, uh, I worked under Mark, who was just a, a magnificent football person. Matthew Primus, of course, for those, um, for those few years, and Ken Hinckley yep. uh, since uh, since late 2012. Yeah, the hierarchy. The decision making, you know, clearly sits with Chris Davies. He's he's the general manager of football, but he works hand in hand with Ken Hinckley on on key decisions that clearly um, impact the football program. And then you have a, a list manager that works with both as well in Jason Cripps. From a media perspective, um, I tend to uh, run most of my, I guess, if you if you call it a, a collaborative approval process through Chris Davies. Yep, and that just takes the pressure off of Ken. I mean, Ken's there to coach the team, not necessarily worry about all the extracurricular stuff that happens around appearances or, or player or coach interviews. So generally my close relationship is with Chris Davies, but I, I also have a, um, a really good working and, and friendship with, uh, with Ken as well. Yeah. And we'll just tell me off air, you've done your MBA in sports management recently. Can you just share a bit of light in that for us? Hi Ken, Dougie. Yeah, I was I was very fortunate. I I, I took on the um, I took on the course um, the MBA in sports management through Torrance University a few years ago, and did it part time. And I ended up graduating. Um, my final subject was a was a residential placement they called it over in Madrid, where it's tough for some. But I had to spend two weeks essentially studying Real Madrid, um, the huge football club or soccer club as we call it it was a week before they won the champions league title against liverpool so there was all sorts going on but um the learnings we got out of real madrid from their senior executive team was 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 phenomenal um it it is amazing how great clubs around the world whether it be in an afl industry whether it be in in world soccer they had the same values and their values 
at Real Madrid that they taught us was around um, respect, you know, respect the opposition, respect the referees, respect media, et cetera, et cetera. It was around, um, it was around teamwork. Everyone shares the success, whether you, whatever role you have in the football club. And, um, and the final one was never, ever give up. You know, they've, an attitude of we will fight to the last whistle. So um, they obviously went a lot more broader in that in terms of their sponsorship, their global partnerships, their digital communication and, and, and evolution. But, yeah, the whole, um, the whole Masters program was, was fascinating, Dougie, and, um, and hopefully sets them up to maybe, you know, move forward in, in the industry in the coming years. Well, I think you'll do well. Now, we're just going to move track a little bit. Your father-in-law, Harry Harpers, or Harry Highpants, as we call him, um, and Julie, <laughs> his wife, Julie, is a mad uh, Crow supporter. Uh, Harry's not. Yes. Um, and, of course, your lovely wife, Elena. So you've got, you got a mixed uh, group there. Harry, true or false, Harry can scale five garfish in a minute. Now, I know the answer to this. He's the best fishmonger, best scaler, best whatever I've ever seen in there with seafood. And I, he does it without even false. he does it without even looking, doesn't he? That's actually false. He, it's not five. He can actually do six now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, is, um, he is unbelievable. He is. A good friend of all of us, Stephen Rowe, has seen him do it and uh, could not believe that he could uh, fillet uh, um, a gar. You know, in, and it's finicky, uh, a gar. It's not just easy. Oh, well, so it's one every 10 seconds. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, an, an incredible gift that he's got. And, um, uh, he's up at Edithburg right now, actually, just uh, dipping the rod in the water up there, Will. So oh. I'm sure he's having a, uh, uh, a very good time up there. He got me crabbing out there. It was like quicksand. I lost a sand chew trying to get out, left the sand chew, and then a the couple of crabs nipped me. But, no, he is wonderful. Daniel, well done, mate. Uh, Port Adelaide uh, looked like they're on the move again. It wasn't a, a great season as far as they're concerned. They finished well, but... Started poorly and, uh, yeah, keep up the good work and lovely as always to speak with you. Thanks, Wills. Thanks for having me on, Dougie. It's a, it's a pleasure. Have a great night. Daniel Raunt there, uh, Media General Manager at Port Adelaide. Uh, Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian owned with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. They do do it well, though. I think if you walked into the uh, Port Adelaide, I've done it myself, and you, you look down the hallways and all the some of the old photos, they go back to, you know, early 1900s, late 1800s. There is something about it, and uh, I thought about something you said last night about Crows facilities. They, gee, they need them quickly. They need new stuff. When you go to a club that's it's a bit old and tired and not mm. great light, and you see some of these enormous structures of other clubs, it, it's a big difference, isn't it? Oh, it'd have to come into consideration, wouldn't it? But one thing he said there was he spoke about vision and selling that vision and that purpose and the history to players, I think, and they draw on the emotion of it. And if I'm a player looking for a home, Adelaide or Port, they can tug on those emotional strings. That's going to go a long way, isn't it? So I'm sure Travis sure Bokes did done a lot well. of that because he stayed, didn't he? They got him to stay under the, exactly that. Um, yep. you know, we, they sold it to Travis. Travis has sold it down the line. Mm. Our guest there, Daniel Norton. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Welcome Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day. I say Richard Douglas and David Wildey for weeks. Weeks homes discover different. And Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years in a row. Well, the baseball starts. Adelaide Giants, November 10. We're not far away, Dougie. I've always loved going on the baseball. The Nord Oval got down there as a kid and, and watched it. I'm going to speak with the immediate manager of the Adelaide Giants, Eric Ballner, and Eric joins us now. Eric, thanks for your time. And not far away, are we, for the, the big action in the baseball? 
No, I'm getting pumped up, boys. Like, I'm really, really excited because it's been a couple of years since we've had what you could call, I guess, a normal season. Australian baseball league season, right? Like, COVID wiped out the ABL all of last year. The year before that was in this weird kind of bubble hub situation. Uh, so it's literally been like two and a half, three years, really, since we've had Australian baseball league. So uh, I am, I've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah, and how are we looking? I mean, the Giants have uh, produced so many wonderful players over the years, and a lot of them gone to America and played in the in the major leagues. How are we looking? Are you confident for the season, given the fact that there hasn't been a lot in the last couple of years? Yeah, well, well I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, right? Because like, like it's been two years since the last proper ABL season, so a lot can change. Like you look at what you know the state of the AFL was, for instance, in 2019 yeah. to what it is in 2022 a lot can change. So who really can know, but on paper, our list is really, really, really good. So it's like, it's a world baseball classic here this year, um, which means that it's like the world cup of baseball. All the best players in the world are going to be in it. Australia is in the same pool as Japan for the, this world baseball classic in March. So it's an important year for Aussie players to kind of audition and get their spot on the team. But if you were to write out a preliminary team, Australia list right now, I think maybe 10 to 12 players on the Adelaide Giants will be on that Team Australia, which was ranked seventh in the world before COVID started. So if we have that talent on the Giants, you'd think that should translate to a pretty good win-loss record this year. So I think we should be pretty good, but you, you hate to say that and then you know kick yourself later on. But like unreal talent at West Beach this year. It's going to be good. Yeah, Eric, what is the secret with the Giants? No other ABL team has had more players move up move over to the MLB than, than Adelaide. What can you put your finger da- down on? What is it about Adelaide Giants that's been so successful? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we have a pretty good program. Like, we're pretty good. We're pretty high focus on player development and teaching players sort of how to win and go about baseball the right way. A lot of players will tell you when they come here that they come to Adelaide at then they come to Adelaide and then they leave Adelaide a different player. And that has a lot to do with our general manager, Nathan Davison, our head coach, uh, Chris Adamson, kind of setting that culture of winning baseball and holding yourself accountable and policing yourself and your teammates, that self-policing. And that, those are big aspects, especially when you're playing an individual sport in a team setting. And that translates anywhere in the world so yeah but you're right like we've had a lot of we've had a lot of players uh go on in the big leagues and i was kind of running the numbers uh earlier yesterday so we've had 330 ish players play for the adelaide giants in the 90s and the 2010s and up until now um we've had 33 players that have played either in the big leagues before or gone on to play in after so you can call it we've had 33 big leaguers with the adelaide giants which means 10 percent of our players are mlb caliber players top league in the world wow. so if, if that's not a case for you know kind of a sport i think it's probably underappreciated in australia right like that is world-class talent in the most ticketed sporting league in the entire world so it's pretty cool and then west beach yeah. eric bolner our guest uh, now the relationship with the phillies we've often had players come across from america and come out here don't they to, to ply their trade and and we also lose a few back there tell us about that relationship yeah, Phillies, the, uh, one of the top teams in the MLB in the States. So they send over a few players every year. This year they're going to send over seven players. Last ABL season they sent over eight players. The year before that, five players. So they basically look in their minor leagues and they look at guys that, you know, they're kind of 
projecting to hopefully make the big leagues one day or be at least a blue collar trade chip for some other players uh, in other organizations. And they send them to Australia to kind of develop them, get in some more reps in the summer, uh, work with our coaching staff here, bring their baseball year round. And, you know, they send them the guys to us and then guys do well, they make the big leagues. So they keep sending them back to us because they can kind of trust that we're a top it's winter in America. We're a top winter ball destination for them. So, Um, they're going to keep on doing that. We just had one of the Phillies players that was here uh, last year. He was just named the minor league player of the year by the athletic, but the number one prospect in all of baseball, he was just named by a pretty reputable publication and he made his big late league debut literally yesterday and got a hit in his first at bat. So that's the kind of players that they send over here. Like guys that are really close to the big leagues, but just need to maybe work on those couple of things to polish their game a bit more well-rounded. Eric, love the enthusiasm. I can be almost jumping through the phone. There will certainly keep up, have more updates with you on on a Sports Day. So all the best, as we said. Season's not far away, and the players are in some heavy practice now. Let's hope it's a great year. Thanks, mate. We're going to have to get you boys out there. You can come and face a pitch from some of our Whew. playing throwers. Yeah. yeah, Dougie can go first, yeah. I think. I'll take the tired picture. Thanks, Eric. Huh. Great stuff. Thanks, Eric. boys. Eric Bourne in there from the Adelaide Giants. Uh, just on the lay bin, too, we're talking, uh, you can back or lay on the NRL Grand Final with Betfair, a gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. That means, Dougie, you can be either the punter or the bookie. If you think, say, the Penrith Panthers can't win, you can lay them. If they don't win, you you win the money. So rather than being a punter, uh, a lot of people like that because uh, generally a lot of things are in the bookie's favour too, so I don't mind that. That's on Betfair, uh, and you can do those odds on the NRL Grand Final. Okay, just to finish off, I might play a couple of grabs, Dougie. Brad Scott, I think it's a really good appointment. Um, uh, he thinks he'll be better second time round, but uh, his experience is there. They wanted an experienced guy. Let's hear from Brad Scott. Hard to quantify other than to say that that um, experience is, is really important. And you know, I reflect on my time at North Melbourne as, a, as appointed as an untried 33-year-old first-time coach. Um, you know, it was a an incredible opportunity and I always look back on my my time there with with great fondness but you know like all people in this industry it's about looking forward not back and um, I'll learn from the experiences and I think I'll be more rounded Um, but this is all about looking forward for me. What do you make of that? Good appointment? Yeah it is. No uh, he's spot on. There's no doubt and that's why they wanted an experienced coach because he will learn from his mistakes um as you said, well-rounded. But I think, again, he's got experience, but he needs some good support around him still because they've got uh, a bit of work to do. Long time between drinks for Bomber supporters. They'll probably expect the Premiership next year. But here's Brad Scott not putting a time frame on the finals. Yeah, we're not putting any time frames on, on any of that. We're just really focused on on building the program. I mean, there's only, there's only probably one fact when it comes to our list and that it is young and inexperienced. Um, in terms of capability, you know, I think there's reason for optimism, but... All we have is an opportunity to build a program to get the most out of our players. And that's what I love doing. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Um, and, you know, we won't be drawn into um, timeframes or any outcome for that matter. What we'll be focused on is building a first-class program um, that can develop our players to the best of their ability. Yeah, fantastic. And I think a really good appointment, as you said. Well, Dougie, that's it. That's it for me too. I am off after a fairly long stint at 5AA. That is the end for me. I'm going to resurface somewhere else. Thanks to Sam Fantasia too, being outstanding. And obviously Malcolm Blight and other guys that have uh, filled in KG over the time and, and been great work with you too. 
And you're going on next I for am. the next month with oh, uh, I am with uh, Benny ben Hook. Hook. But to you, 28 years at one place is fantastic. So congratulations for what you've done with uh, you know all your radio work and uh, oh, 28 years. Wow, way. Well, I think about when I How think about called most of your games, Dougie, yeah. the, and before. It's, it's a, a bit scary, isn't it? Uh, Mark Bickley's premierships um, started back in '89 with the um, not with five AA. But I think I went there in 1995. So. 1995 to now, it works at about 28 seasons. And loved every minute, loved our, our listeners and can all I the people you, I work with. Just give me off the, without notice, one favourite guest that you've had along the way. Can you or I've had one? That's a hard question, but yeah, without notice. had heaps in, a lot of cricket, probably some of the bigger cricket names. The footy names are quite easy to get yep. hold of. Every football icon we've probably spoken to over the years. I did a lot of uh, Ian Chappell and Greg Chappell, um, Brian Lara, these sort of guys. Greg Norman was big. Yep. When you think, uh, um, I'm not a massive Greg Norman fan no, now, not but anymore. <laughs> I'm a Tiger Woods fan still, but he was big. Uh, this is a job, and you'll find it out. You're lucky you get to speak to some of the biggest names in sport and uh, lots of footballers, lots of cricketers, but uh, I've just enjoyed it a lot. But all the best for you too no, coming well the coming month. And well uh, I normally say I'll see you Monday between 6 and 5 Bye for now, but it's just for me. Bye. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.